Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we've got a great story of revenge where they didn't even have to do anything. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, call bylaw on me because I'm too sick to mow my grass. Enjoy your view of my 8-foot fence. So the call about the long grass was kind of a last straw thing. The backstory is, my grandpa passed away two years ago when I moved into the house. He was pretty healthy, but he let the yard go down a bit. The grass was maintained, but the trees were overgrown, his pond and patio were dirty, etc. Our neighbor years ago sold their yard to a property builder. Our properties are in L shape, so our neighbor was using our backyard as her virtual backyard. For the past two years, I've been trying my best to maintain the backyard, while also working and dealing with my grandpa's stuff. Well, for the past few weeks, the backyard has fallen a bit as stress from work has creeped in, and I was sick for a few weeks. Before this, the neighbor always had nitpicks, but I mostly ignored them, but they rang my door one day to complain about the mess in the back, and I told them, I have a life outside this house. If it bugs you that much, you're more than welcome to do the work. Following that bylaw came by, and they were very understanding about my situation, and gave me more than enough time to feel better and mow the lawn. Well, that whole thing pissed me off, and I wanted to get the typical white picket fence, as there wasn't a fence and we were passively looking for a dog. So I decided screw it, and built the largest fence I could, and since her house was right on the property line, she now looks out the window, and instead of seeing my backyard, she just sees a wood fence. Well, I'm sure they have so much more to complain about now, now that they get to see just a fine wooden fence for a view. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, don't want to pay me for my work? Let me remind you of our contract terms. So back in the day, I worked as a commercial photographer. Most of my clients were great, but a few liked to drag payment out or think they could just not pay me because they were a big company and I was just one guy. I had one assignment where I delivered about two dozen images of models with their products, It was a pretty big deal for me. At every step of the way, they expressed their delight with all the images I delivered. They paid me one third up front, and after delivering the images, I billed them for the balance. And I waited and waited and waited. Nothing. Every time I called, I got some excuse until they just stopped answering my calls. Then it happened. They published the images and in ways that went beyond what our licensing agreement had covered. So, not only had they not paid me for the usage we'd agreed to, they'd used the images in ways that went well beyond what we'd agreed to. They still weren't answering or returning my calls. Okay, they want to freak around? They're going to find out. So, one of the things in my standard licensing agreement is a condition that says, licensing is contingent upon payment in full. So, by not paying me, all of their usage is considered infringement, not just the usage outside of our agreement terms. One thing I did when setting up my business is establish a good relationship with a lawyer. It helps that my cousin is a lawyer with good friends. So I call my lawyer and detail everything that's gone down. He sends them a letter letting them know we intend to sue for infringement since the images were never licensed. 
and that the penalty is like $150,000 per image and block their use of the images altogether. I know they got the letter because they called me freaking out, offering excuses. We were in the process of paying you. It's been three months past the due date, accusing me of poisoning our working relationship. If you wanted a good relationship, you would have stuck by our original agreement and paid me. I ended the call by telling them they needed to deal with my lawyer. They must have consulted with their own lawyer, who evidently just told them how screwed they'd be if they went to court over this. In the end, I settled for less than what I asked for in the initial demand, but it was far more than if they'd just paid me and negotiated for the additional usage. I mean, when a client comes to a lawyer with a situation like this, you must feel like Babe Ruth stepping up to the plate against a rookie pitcher and you've got three guys on your bases. You can't get any more surefire than that. Our next story is, wake me up with no remorse? I'll go earlier. Backstory, I, 22-year-old male, have a twin sister, Karen, 22-year-old female, who mostly cares about herself. We both recently graduated college and still live at home with her room right across the hall from mine. Her boyfriend John, 22-year-old male, stays over a lot of weekends and is pretty much family at this point. However, she treats him like crap and is constantly belittling him and yelling at him for stupid things. She's a teacher and he does manual labor. On Saturday morning, I was woken up at 8am by Karen yelling at John. She wanted him to go to the gym with her and he wanted to sleep. This happens almost every weekend. I told her to be quiet because I was trying to sleep and also to leave him alone. She responded that she didn't care that I was trying to sleep and that it's 8am and I should be up anyways. Since she's a teacher, she's on summer break and doesn't have to catch up on sleep during the weekends. Karen ends up leaving and going to the gym without John, but not before she calls him lazy despite the fact that he does manual labor for a living. She also thinks that she has the hardest job in the world and no one could possibly understand how hard it is. I will admit it is hard, but she uses it to diminish the work that everyone else does. Cue the revenge. It just so happens that my parents were leaving on vacation on Monday. This means that Karen and I will have to take care of our dog. Since I have to get up to go to work, I have morning duty and she has night duty. My mom is an early riser and therefore my dog goes out at 5am in the morning. I'll have to get up at that time for the next week. So guess who's going to be woken up as well? Karen. And when she gets mad and yells to get out of her room, I'll tell her all the things she told me when I wanted to sleep. Sweet dreams. There's not too many careers that disappoint me more about somebody having when you hear about how they act. I mean, all these kids being exposed to this kind of behavior from a teacher sucks. I hope they're like a high school teacher because I don't want them around the younger kids like that. This next story is Snoopy Office Receptionist. Worked in a big tech company and our receptionist was the noisiest, rudest woman with whom I've ever had the misfortune to work. She officially had limited duties one would expect from a receptionist, but took it upon herself to be the office police and monitor. We walk in, she looks at the clock and notifies us if we're a minute late. We leave for lunch. She again looks at the clock and asks where we're going. We get a package delivered. She has to know if it's business or personal and what's in it. A friend comes over to meet someone for lunch. She has to know why they're there, where we're going. She'd come by and look around our desks while we're at lunch. She'd take a smoke break and prop open the main door so she could hear the phones and let the smoke waft into the lobby. To management, she was the golden child and could do no wrong. 
But to everyone else, she was a suck-up and we didn't like her one bit. The big open-air, two-level lobby where her desk was sat directly below the upstairs lounge, where we could take a break from work, look out the window and relax for a bit in quiet. The front of her desk was directly below the second-story railing. Sometimes she'd call out, Who's up there? Is it your break time to be up there? If she heard someone. When she leaned her head over the front of her desk and looked up, she could see anyone at the railing. Or take the big lobby staircase upstairs and look who's there. Between these two levels and above her desk was an air duct, which blew air horizontally toward the main door. And our AC system had recently been tested and cleaned. One day, some friends and myself left for lunch passing by her and out the front door. But I circled around the building and came back inside via the back door. I quietly took the back staircase up to the lounge and began our campaign to drive her crazy. I'd bought a six-pack of those kid-sized bubble bottles with the wand a few weeks back for this very purpose, so I crept over the railing, above the AC vent above her desk, and quietly blew tiny bubbles down to her desk for a few minutes. From my position, I could see her faint reflection in a window pane. We tested before that anyone at her desk couldn't see upstairs, as she attempted to figure out what was going on. What the... Anyone up there? She called and muttered to herself. When the air stopped blowing, I stopped with the bubbles. I heard her start up the stairs, so I sneaked out of the empty lounge, waited a few minutes, then went back at it. I left the building the same way I entered for the prank and came back in with my coworkers through the front door after lunch. She was on the phone with the office manager saying that the AC was malfunctioning. The next day, at a different time, I repeated with the bubbles. This went on for a few days but I only did it when she was on duty. If I had a day off, one of my cohorts did the bubbles. The manager called the AC company back out to find out what was going on with the system, but they couldn't find anything wrong, and she swore bubbles were coming out of the vent. No one else in the office had seen them, and a few said she was imagining things. Note, this was before video recording on phones, so she couldn't attain proof. She continued begging the manager to fix the problem as it was driving her crazy. But eventually, he said she was just nuts and refused to listen to her. Even after I left for another job, the bubble tradition with my cohorts continued to torment her. Well, if there's no getting rid of her and you have to put up with her, at least you can have a little bit of fun at their expense and make them feel like they're a whack job. I just can't imagine what the managers or bosses think hearing, I swear to you, the bubbles happen every single shift, especially if like they hung around to watch a few times and nothing happens. This next story is, responded to my boss's dumb email questions and used color to low-key irritate him. My boss sent me an email on Friday asking me a bunch of questions. Some of these were okay, but most demonstrated that he hasn't paid attention to any of our conversations over the last year, and that he's clueless in our field of work. I answered his questions professionally, well, as much as I usually do, I've written previously about the same guy, but he quickly came back with further questions that condensed the proof of his brain cell shortage. Helpfully, he'd taken the trouble to write his extra questions in blue, so I could spot them amongst the black text from the original message. So I wrote back in kind, but I used bright yellow. My response is completely unreadable, assuming that his screen is in light mode without switching to plain text. Better still, I introduced my email saying I'd responded to his points 
in red. So I'm hoping he'll waste some time looking through his computer settings for why red isn't showing up properly. It's not the most ideal way to read emails, but if this person had any amount of computer wits about them, they would just take their cursor and drag and select all the text. It would be a little bit more legible in that blue highlight. But again, it still kind of sucks to even read that blue highlighted text. Our next story is, you want your hot chocolate to be hot? Fine. Enjoy getting first degree burns in your mouth. I work in a really popular fast food chain and have been working there for nearly two years. And this story I'm about to tell has to be the most pettiest thing I've ever seen a worker do in fast food. So without further ado, let's get into this story. The story begins last night. I was working my third late night shift in a row, and I was working with one of my buddies who was working in the cafe department for her shift. At some point in my shift, this lady comes in through the drive-thru and orders a hot chocolate with her food, and when she receives this, she complains in a witchy tone to my buddy who made the drink that the hot chocolate wasn't hot enough and that they're meant to be hot for a reason. My friend apologized and offered to make it again, and the customer demanded her to. Now this is where the pettiness comes in. My friend refroths the milk to reach a high of at least 80 degrees Celsius or 175 degrees Fahrenheit and gave it back to her. I wish I knew how she reacted, but she drove off instantly. This could have been prevented if the customer wasn't a jerk to my buddy. Although in general, a lot of people say don't mess with the people who handle your food and drink. In this situation, I think it's overly reckless what they did. I think most people know about the story of the coffee in McDonald's. And the issue with that story is the person who spilled their coffee got serious third degree burns because the coffee was legitimately too hot. Most places that make hot drinks have a literal like limit that you can even serve the drinks at because they don't want to get sued if somebody spills something that's just literally too hot to the point where they can get actual damaging burns. And guess who's the most likely to challenge you on that? These kinds of Karens. This next story is, excuse me, did you just take what I told you not to? I work at a library and one of my tasks is dealing with donations of books. I arrange them on a card and walk around with it between the shelves, comparing the new books with the library's ones, and then deciding whether to switch them or not. I was doing this today when a woman approached the card and started checking out the books. I told her these books are not for borrowing, and she said she was just looking, so I resumed what I was doing. After she moved, I went back to the card, and lo and behold, one of the books was missing. It was a donated copy that I paired with the library's one to replace. I confronted her and asked if she took it, and she begrudgingly gave it back. Usually I just let the people take the registered book and save the new copy for when the old one returns. But she didn't listen and lied to me, and I was being petty, so I just put it back in the cart and left. Later though, I realized I could have let her take it. Then the librarian would tell her the book wasn't registered and ask her where she got it. Maybe next time. Or she might have just kept it and stolen it. Gotta love these grown-up toddlers. Our next story is Petty Driving Habit. Where I live, of a nighttime, it's the law to turn your high beams and light bars off for incoming traffic. I get not everyone's got lightning reflexes, so I do cut some people some slack. But when I flash my light bar before you come around the corner as a warning to turn yours off so you don't blind me, and then continue to leave them on for 2 plus seconds after we can now actually see each other, I think it's fair I turn my high beams and light bar on a few milliseconds before passing each other so you cop a blinding wall of light point blink with no time to retaliate. That is all. 
So, although I completely understand where OP is coming from, let's say ultimately you turn those lights on a little too early and it does cause something to happen. Some kind of freako accident was Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Is it really worth it? Again, I don't blame OP. I'm just saying it just might be worth being the bigger car driver here. This next story is steal my credit card information. I cancel my plane trip. Backstory. I went to a local car rental place and rented a car for the day. I provided my credit card to the person behind the desk and gave them my email. I went on about my day. The next day, I discovered after I returned the car that someone had used my credit card to purchase $800 in plane tickets. Credit card company put a hold on the charges and sent me a message asking me if it was me or fraud. I confirmed it was fraud. Now today, I found emails about these plane tickets in check-in times with a name and a phone number in my email. The same email address I provided to the car rental place. I discovered the person had already left South America and was in Europe for a week on my dime. Now petty revenge time. I went online to the airline the person was using and contacted the customer service. I provided the information from the tickets and said I wanted to cancel my return flights. The agent sounded concerned and told me I wouldn't get a refund. I said that was fine and they could keep the money. I just wanted to cancel the flights that I'd paid for. The agent paused for a long minute and said the ticket was cancelled. I hung up and could not help but laugh about this. I hope next time this person will think twice before using stolen card information. I love the idea of this person just being absolutely stranded in this foreign country. Imagine they get all their stuff together, they get back to the airport, they go to get in line, and they find out, hey, you don't have any ticket to go anywhere, buddy. Our next story is, if Merlin will hold me hostage, I will hold them hostage. In the UK, we have a ton of attractions, like Legoland, Alton Towers, Chessington, etc., who are all owned and operated by Merlin. I, 35-year-old female, have three special needs children and decided in October of last year to buy them monthly Merlin passes instead of pocket money. We went with Platinum, which is £60 total a month, and then I have two free carers passes as the children need a lot of support. Over the year, we've complained about every single attraction not being accessible for both physical disabilities and ASD. This last weekend finally got me though as we tried our last attraction in the hopes that we would find just one to make the next four months worth paying out this money for before we can cancel. Chessington sucks. 
It has to be the worst of all the Merlin resorts. I won't bore you with all of the details, but I will say that every individual ride's disability access involved stairs, and my wheelchair-bound daughter being asked to prove she can walk 25 meters before she can ride, and the obnoxiously loud music played in every section, with not one zone where there was any respite from it. The music was even blaring in the car park. Even with ear defenders on, we all felt like our heads were going to explode. Anywho, we find Merlin as a whole are not accessible to our disabilities, and so we've decided to never visit any of them again, and I asked Merlin to cancel our passes due to these extenuating circumstances. They refuse unless I get a GP to sign to say that their parks are inaccessible to us. This will take 21 days minimum and cost me 15 pounds, as well as putting a strain on our already overworked NHS. And even they say there's no guarantee they'll allow the cancellation, as they feel their parks are accessible. So here's my revenge. On the Merlin Hub, you can book as many attractions, 30 plus available, in one day as possible. Each ticket when booked normally is over 40 pounds. So I've booked every weekend and soon over the entirety of the summer holidays, five tickets for their 30 plus attractions. That means 6,000 pounds of potential revenue a day will be lost, all because they want 240 more pounds from me. If you're also in the same predicament, then please join me in my petty revenge. This might be one of those situations where trying to help public awareness might help more than you'd think. I mean, if you took your kids to the park, detailed how they feel strongly about their disability accessibility, and show them what kind of crap they actually have to work through just to get on the ride, it might cause a real PR storm for these people if you can get some traction on it. At the very least, they might be willing to give you your money back. This next story is, see you ladder, thought I would share the story about my dad, because of as of last month, he's currently a proud 15 year cancer survivor. My dad is a pretty handy guy. He's a retired plumber by trade and used to do a lot of jobs like pipe fitting, etc. A long time ago, he was doing some sort of maintenance work on the roof of a building that required a ladder to get on top of. Might have been where he did pipe fitting, but I'm not entirely sure. Both he and one other person were working on that shift. He did not get along with this guy at all. My dad is really easygoing and sociably and tries to get along with people. He loves sports and stuff so he can usually get a conversation going with most people, unless they're acting like a complete idiot, which is what this guy was unfortunately doing. He kept berating him and insulting him the whole time. Even my dad has a limit, so he decided that he couldn't take it anymore and decided to just go home and tell his boss about what happened. Basically, my dad decided to take the better man stance on the situation. I mean, that did technically happen. However, what he also did before he left was take the ladder along with him before driving his usual 30 commute home. That roof was very high off the ground, so the guy was basically stranded there. Many hours later, while my dad was at home, probably watching TV or something, he gets a call from his boss asking about what happened and where the other guy was. My dad told him that he was probably still on the roof and told him the whole story. Basically, be nice to people. Well, depending on the kind of day it was, I hope this guy put on some sunscreen. I love what this guy did, but I don't know if I'd be able to do that to another person in good conscience. I mean, just ran this guy on the roof? Our next story is, I got revenge and didn't have to do a darn thing. 
About 10 years ago, I was working at a large grocery store doing the 3.30 to midnight shift working Uskin. A gentleman, Dwight, came in every evening with his partner and we chatted. Got to know him pretty well. He said he was a nurse and was taking time off for his mental health. He told me he was bored and I suggested he come to work for us to pass the time. I introduced him to the HR person and after doing his application online, he was hired. I trained him and really thought he was a great guy. It turned out his partner was not his partner, just his roommate, so I thought I would hook him up with one of my best friends. My friend Toby invited us both for dinner, and he and Dwight seemed to enjoy each other. They met up a few times after, but it wasn't a love connection. About six months later, I was asked to train at a customer service desk. It wasn't a promotion, there was no raise, was still considered a cashier. When it was busy, I was still expected to work the till, which I really loved. Six months later, Dwight was asked to learn the customer service desk. This is where the real Dwight came out. He suddenly thought his crap didn't stink. He thought he was in charge of everyone. He hinted to customers he was now a manager. He refused to work as a cashier when needed. When it got real busy, he suddenly was busy with whatever he could find to do so he wouldn't work a till. Then he started telling lies about me. When he came into work one day, he told the manager I had told me I was tired of the working desk and wanted to work tills. My manager saw him walk in, clock in, and tell her this. She saw he never even talked to me so knew he lied. He told me a new schedule had been posted and now I had the next day off. I checked. No new schedule. He was constant with his lies. I don't have any idea why he suddenly turned on me, except maybe his ego. Six years ago, I was injured at work and was on light duty. All I was allowed to do was sit at the entrance and greet people. He loved this, and every time he passed by me, he called me lazy. My doctor didn't want me standing or walking at all. After about two months of this, I talked to the manager, and they allowed me to do go-backs all day. It was just me and the electronic scooter putting stuff back on the shelves. Soon, I bought a knee scooter and began working at the desk again. That's when the lies started again. He would tell me the manager just wanted me to do go-backs. Manager said he never said that to him. He told me I had to work a till. My scooter didn't fit at the register. I hated that man. A year after my injury, I had to take a disability retirement. Since I lived next door to the store, I was in there quite often. My old co-workers would tell me all the gossip about Dwight. He was suspended once when he yelled at a manager, and the union got him his job back. He was suspended a second time, but I don't know why. The union got him his job back again. Two weeks ago, I was told he was suspended again. The CSM noticed the money room was beginning to smell like urine. They checked the security cameras and caught Dwight peeing into a co-worker's water bottle. He claimed he didn't like public restrooms. He was suspended again. This time, the union would not back him up. He was finally fired. It took five years after I left, but I can smile knowing that he got what he deserved and I didn't have to lift a finger. I think it's safe to go out on a limb here and say they weren't taking any kind of break from being a nurse? I'm assuming they lied again and they got probably forcefully kicked out of that place. This next story is, wanna steal from patients? I'll just flare your intolerance. This happened a long time ago, 10 or 11 years ago. I worked in the healthcare sector, taking care of patients. Anyway, we had this manager who would always come in and go to our floor in the mornings, taking lactose-free milk from the patient fridge for her coffee in the mornings. We told her over and over to stop it as it could be considered theft 
and her response was always, It's just a little milk. No one will care. Her behavior was also really bad towards the staff and patients. My coworkers and I had had enough when she decided to start making herself toast using bread and condiments from the same patient fridge. One day, my coworkers and I beat her to the floor. We dumped out the lactose-free milk, we replaced it with a new one afterwards, and filled it up with 18% creamer. Our manager came to the floor and, as usual, poured herself some lactose-free milk for her coffee and went into her office. At around noon, our manager was holding her stomach and walked towards the front door. She looked green. She told us she couldn't stay off the toilet since she got there. We outright told her what we did and said that if she goes to our big boss, we had a lot on her that could get her an equal amount of trouble. Me and my coworker were moved to different floors the next morning and not allowed to work again together as per that manager's request. I'm not gonna lie, how do you go from drinking lactose-free milk to drinking something that contains 18% creamer? and not notice until the point where you're walking out holding your stomach saying, oh, I gotta use the bathroom. Those are not two compatible tasting things. This next story is, I'm tired of her selfish behavior. Backstory, I, 20, have three sisters, oldest 35, middle 32, and 30. Me and my middle sister have a rough relationship. Sometimes we're good, others she starts screaming at me then things are the way she likes them or then i'm responding and asking her to calm down she still lives in my parents house and from time to time i go there to rest for a few days i'm in my own room but it's like getting back to heck her behavior got worse and i'm tired of listening to her scream and arguing then i asked her not to yell and say things in a more soft way She lost it, screaming more and saying it's the only way I can hear her and I'm a drama queen. My parents and older sister asked me to have patience and to listen more since my childhood, but there's a level of disrespect and I'm tired of hearing it. Here's the thing, since our last fight, I've been doing things to make her life a bit more difficult, like not cleaning her dishes but everyone else's telling our mother every time she messes up like she does with me, even for the smallest things, etc. And every week I've been getting creative, like pulling the phone charger a bit for bad connection. And here's some stuff I'm thinking of making, putting vinegar in her lactose-free milk, a bit of milk on her shoes, hiding the TV controller, salt on her shampoo, etc. I really don't care this is childish behavior. But at the end of the day, she is still my sister and I don't want to hurt her. P.S. I will not mess with her food. Does anybody else question the whole family dynamic here? I mean, OP is 20, so I mean, they're young enough to be making childish mistakes. But their sisters are all 30s, and they're all acting like they're tweens or something. I mean, all of this behavior is like 8th grader level or something. Like telling your mom on your 32-year-old sibling when they do bad? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.